You know what's crazy? I woke up this morning with my makeup still on my face from Eddie B's birthday party last night. And like, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but my face looked fire. Like I did some fire ass makeups on my face yesterday. Like I ain't even gonna hold you. My shit was looking like, it's like this ghetto thing that girls do. Like when we're sleeping over a nigga's house and we don't want to get like makeup on their, fi- on their pillow and shit. But at the same time, we want to like not fuck up our makeup in the middle of the night and still look cute the next day. We like sleep a certain way. And I don't know who I was sleeping like that for, but what I do know is that my face looked flawless as fuck. And then I'm the same person to complain about pimples and shit, but I really can't be complaining about pimples if, um, yeah, like I'm sleeping with makeup on my face. But um, welcome to the Posh Sessions. This is Posh and um, I'm here by myself. This is my first introductory episode and... It's been a journey, to say the least. Like, it it really has been months of trying to put this shit together. And I know I promised you guys an episode in March. And um, I ain't say when in March, because I already knew I was going to be fucking this shit up. But um, we're here. We're going to make this shit happen. Um, We got photos by Lex in the building. We got my dude, my audio engineer, Mr. DJ Lemmy Curvy in the building. Um, ever since I disowned my brother on, on IG story, like that nigga has been around twice this week. Like you don't understand how big of a deal this is. I bought a house last year and that nigga just seen this shit this past weekend. Like that shit is fucking crazy. Um, and we got Luke in the building. He came to, you know, hang out with me and make sure that I got company. So I appreciate that. Um, Eddie B's birthday at Cle- Yo, you know that I went to the bathroom and when I walked out, I don't know who got him on stage, but that nigga was surrounded by strippers. And somebody gave him the mic. And it was all downhill from there. Um, but just to catch you guys up on what I've been doing, besides being very mixy, like I feel like I've been I've been in the mix a lot lately like this is not good for my health i'm pretty sure of it um i was a guest um while i was in new york shout out to the soul shameless podcast and tahoe and passport cuddy and dj trom i was a guest on um on their podcast i also did a podcast with dub and drew here in orlando they're an orlando based podcast um shout out to my favorite podcast church for the wild I really, really, really enjoy them. Shout out to Nerd. Shout out to Molly. Shout out to me. Shout out to DJ No Answer. Um, I was also a guest on Will, Dirtbag Will, um, his All Jokes Aside live show. That was pretty fun. I was talking about whooping my son's ass. And um, yeah, like I've been going out a lot too. Like I got to fucking relax. Um but I think that comes with the territory. But anyway, like I know that a lot of people had a lot of questions as far as like um, what I was going to do next. Um, shout out to everyone that came out to my live show. Um, we counted about 90 people in attendance, which is about, I would say respectively 30 people more than I expected to come out. Um, it was here at Novelty, which is home sweet home Novelty. Um, and we had a very good time. Yo, people were lit. <laughs> people, people were fucking lit. Um, 
So shout out to everyone that came out for Novelty, for my live show. Um, shout out to Lou. You would know that this bottle has lasted me four months, probably because it's not Hennessy, but shout out to Lou for sponsoring the bottle. We still rocking with it all these years later. Oh, not all these years, all these months later. Um, yo, shout out to my shoes though, because y'all don't understand that they really dead ass try to set me up with a table in front of me and they were not going to show off my really expensive, I can only wear them when I'm sitting down Gucci shoes because the motherfuckers hurt. But um, in a couple of weeks, we'll be releasing another episode um, under the Bad Bitch Bible series. And um, for my live show which was a part of the Bad Bitch Bible series. Shout out to Carla from the Shit I'm 30 podcast. Like she came out and she showed love. And let me tell you something. Although this process has been, it's a long process and it's a lot of work. I honestly can say that it's been something that I've enjoyed doing. Um, for those of you guys who really don't know me outside of the podcasting world, this is going to be something a little bit more intimate for me. Um, my name is Carol, Carolina. I'm the oldest of four girls. I'm Dominican. Um, my parents, you know, immigrant, they're immigrants. They came here from the Dominican Republic and I'm born and raised in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Um, a little bit more about myself is I... <laughs> A lot of y'all already know this about me. I have a bit of a wild side. So around the age of what, 16, 17, I didn't want to be with my parents no more. I thought I knew it all. I wanted to be outside with the drug dealers and getting real money. And I thought I was a nigga, essentially. And um, I did, I did, I, I, I can honestly say I feel like I've done a lot of shit. Um, I had my first kid when I was 18 years old, pregnant by 17. I had my daughter when I was 19. I had my um, youngest one when I was 22. And, um, you know, I've been through so much. And when I, I sat back and I thought to myself one day, I said, you know, why do I want to do a podcast? And I said to myself, you know, when I was growing up, there was a lot of things that I didn't necessarily know. I didn't understand um, there was things that I went through and that I experienced that I really didn't have anyone that I can really speak on, you know, speak, speak to in regards to that. You know, my parents were people from humble beginnings. At least my mother was. My dad, you know, came from the better side of, you know, town. But there was just still certain things coming from Dominican Republic and into America that they just couldn't relate to. And um I just feel like if I can help someone with a piece of advice, with sharing an experience, with, um, you know, just helping you get over something, I feel like that's what it is that I ultimately want to do. I'm going to cover a whole lot of things from relationships to parenting, um, as some of you guys have heard me express before, I've experienced the death of a child. Um, I've experienced a lot of things. And I just feel like if my story can help somebody overcome something, then 
it was worth it. And moving into this whole podcasting field, you know, there's a lot of different podcasts um, out there. You know, I just want to give a more intimate touch to the Posh Sessions. I'm going to be talking about music. Everybody knows I'm a huge hip hop head. Um, I'm just looking forward to covering so many different things, so many different things. And, you know, speaking of this process and everything else, um, I, I've had a very solid team. Like, I have to really give it up for my team one time, man. Like... Shout out to you guys, because if it isn't for Lex, if it isn't for Lemmy, if it isn't for Eddie, if it isn't for my brother that I constantly bounce ideas off of, if it isn't for people like Cindy, who has helped me put together, um, you know, kind of like a, a blueprint, if you will, um, you know, on what I need to do in regards to, you know, launching a podcast. If it isn't for people like Luke that helps me write out contracts, you know, like, I don't know that I would be, you know, capable of doing something like this right now. Like, I ain't even going to hold you guys. It's been a lot of work. Um, yo, shout out to Claude Studios. So I had my first photo shoot, you guys, and like, y'all may not know this about me, but like, I'm not, I'm not really photogenic. I honestly feel like the camera added a good 15, 20 pounds to me because I don't look that big in real life. Um, but he did a great job and like, he did a really, really, really great job. Like just the whole experience, like just being there, getting your makeup done and yo, honey, let me tell you something. I've been drawing these eyebrows on since I was 17 years old. You know how hard it was to allow somebody else to draw my eyebrows on for me? Like, oh my God. I was like, nah, give me, give me, give me the pencil. You don't give me, you'll do everything else. <laughs> he handled my eyebrows. But like, he made me a drink. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just the, the vibe was great. You know, Gina was there. V was there. Um, yo, V's picture. Oh my God. Um, the whole experience was really fucking great. Claude, I appreciate you. I know that I'm such a pain in the ass and I'm horrible to work with sometimes, but I appreciate you coming through for me on that. And um, speaking of drinks and shit, I have no idea where this cup came from. I asked around in the room earlier if anyone like randomly ends up with like Tupperware or plastic cups from like their friend's house, like a to-go cup. That's what I call it. It's a to-go cup. Like I'm sure I made this at one of my friend's house, like to take on the road. And like, I just, I never gave it back. And honestly, at this point, I don't know who it belongs to per se. So I'm just going to keep it. Um, and shout out to my kids for fucking drinking my mixer, bro. Them niggas is horrible. Yo, fuck them kids. I'm so over them. Um, I launched my website, www.theposhsessions.com. And I built that website myself. Like, let me tell you something. I am not by any means a computer savvy person. Like, I, I transitioned into iPhone because fucking BlackBerry went out of business type shit. Um, and then I have like this old ass computer. So it took forever to upload everything. So what I was doing was I was using my work computer to do most of the editing. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know my struggle. I was using my work computer to do most of the editing, 
But then I had to use my personal computer to do the uploading because like the permissions that's on my work computer wasn't allowing me to do the... It was just a mess. Like, I don't even understand. It took me like three weeks to do that fucking three-page fucking website. But it's up and running. It has my Twitter on there. So make sure you follow me on Twitter. Make sure that you follow me on Facebook. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram. All you have to do is type in the Posh Sessions and boom, I'm there. Like, I pop up. I promise you. If you find my IG, I've also created a link tree. I didn't even know I needed one of them shits up until like I started podcasting. But it's pretty fucking cool because you click on the link and everything pops up, like all of your social media. So that's pretty fucking cool. And um, of course, I have the email set up, the posh sessions podcast at gmail.com. If you guys have a question for me, if you guys want to like curse me the fuck out because you don't agree with something I said, don't send dick pics. Okay, that's not what the email is there for. Um, if you have any questions for Gina, if you have any questions for Vanessa, that is the way that you can get a hold of us. Of course, they're also on Twitter and Instagram, Mi Vida Bella and Miss Gina Florida, if you want to get at them directly. Um, but if you have any questions for us, if you have anything that you want advice for, I, not that you should really listen to me per se, but I will try to help you out as much as I can. If you have anything you want to add to the show or, you know, whatever, the email is there for you guys. Um, as my con, please don't like on my Facebook. I think it has my number. Don't call me like that's just fucking weird. Don't call me. Email me the posh sessions podcast at gmail dot com. Um, but anyways, I think that, you know, like. With podcasting and everything moving forward. Oh, and our events. We're going to have events for you guys coming up this year. We're going to have um, merchandise that's currently being worked on, by the way, for you guys. Like, this is... I'm really excited to even be here. I'm excited for my team. It's been... It's been a hell of a journey. But I feel like I'm, I'm truly and I'm honestly ready. Um... At this time, I think I want to go to like a short break. And when we come back, I want to tackle a current event topic that came across my fucking timeline. And um, we're going to talk about it a little bit more when we get back. So tune in. This is the Posh Sessions. You know I ain't come to play this turn me up, snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite nigga. Huh. You probably don't want to let your baby mama no, take this Cause I'm the type of baby that's gon' fuck the baby. Say that I just did a show and put up laughing on a hating nigga. Huh. Them bitches hit me, they drop fast. I'm on these rapper niggas ass. I put that 40 out, he better have an angel with him. Huh. You tryna book me for a show, you gotta pay me before I go. We feed the family, I ain't got no time to play with niggas. See. I see these niggas think they tough. You play with me, you know it's up. You think it's sweet, then call my bluff and I'm a spanking nigga. Yeah. Fuck all them niggas and whoever they got hanging with them. Bitch. I'm a die of old age whenever I die. Don't do Walk down on that nigga. Fuck the drive by. Yeah. His bitch came in with me, but she ain't mine. She not high. Free my cousin till he free. He doing time. Let him free. I'm the motherfucking best, but I'm not Cali. We the best. She like how I be dressing. Ain't no salad. Uh huh. Can't fuck with her. She messy. That's a hazard. Oh no. Tell the ref to blow the whistle. That bitch trap. Fuck all that talking. We bout to ask what we bout. You got a son. You play with me. Your son the bastard. <laughs> that nigga tripping. Why he laughing? Nah, that's fucked up, bro. You ain't have to goddamn bring the kids and so You know I ain't come to play this game. I'm snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite nigga. Huh. You probably don't want to let your baby mama take a picture. Why? Cause I'm the type of baby that's gon' fuck the baby. Say that I just did a show and put up laughing on the hate nigga. Huh. The bitches hit me, they drop past them on these rapper niggas. Ass, I put that 40 out of bed. I have an angel with them. Hey. Fuck all them niggas and whoever they got hanging with them. Then I keep Dame Joe back to my Shannon Loco. In the kitchen, whipping that dope up. You can smile a hold up. Pop on pitching, we gon' hit it like we 
like salsa, we got dip. I'm just tryna see you dance, salsa on the dick. Whoa, it went down, she came up, you know. Y'all take shots, y'all aim up, you know. Hate on low, but we fly high, you know. Talk is cheap, free Wi Fi. Whoa, heard they tryna steal away, cut it out, cut it out. Spicy mommies on the way, bust it down, bust it down. So my watch, she let away, I flood it out. Hey, talk to me nice, show you what deep been about. Whoa, pipe down, throwing up shots. First we shut them down, then we open up shots. So, Cardi B. Y'all know I'm a Cardi B stan, right? Like, I stan for Queen Cardi. Like, I don't know what y'all niggas want from me at this point, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be biased. It's going to be double standard. I don't care. I don't fucking care. So, there was an old video of Cardi that resurfaced. And in this video, well... You know what? Better yeah, I'm gonna play you guys the audio. Hold on one second. You gotta go to a good studio and you gotta put in that bread. I did it with my money. So for a bitch to say that I don't motherfucking deserve it because I don't put in no fucking work. Now that's when I feel like niggas is bugging. Because I did it myself. Niggas must have forgot, my nigga, the shit that I did. So motherfucking survive. Like, I had to go straight. Queen Cardi. So, this video surfaced, right? And it was regarding her saying how she had to get it by any means. Like, I don't really understand. <laughs> I really don't understand what the issue is here. So, in this video, she said when she was stripping, Sometimes she ended up leaving with a man, drugging him, and robbing him. I say respect the game. Now, <laughs> the way I look at it is like this, and I was going back and forth with my brother earlier about this, right? I understand she, doesn't, she drugged somebody, you're not supposed to drug people. I get that. Yeah, you know, it's in the gray area. You're not really supposed to do it. People have sex under the influence all the time, though. Like, really, what's the difference? But I get it. Listen, I understand. I understand what they're saying. And then they asked me in my Facebook group earlier. First of all, they fucking hashtag surviving Cardi B. And I'm upset because it's not that serious. Secondly, they asked if it was a double standard or not. My answer to that question is yes, absolutely. There is a double standard. Like, duh. Like, this is my thing, right? They, they reference back to Bill Cosby. They reference to R. Kelly, amongst others, in this Me Too movement. Here's my thing, right? Here's my thing. Cardi was a stripper. I used to dance. Very short-lived career, but I used to dance. So 
here's my thing. Cardi was in the strip club, minding her fucking business, getting money, because that's what we're there to do. A man approaches her and says, hey, I like you. Come back to my room or come back to my house, whatever. Cool. As a man, why are you asking her to go back to your hotel or to go back to your house? You're asking that because you want to, deep down inside, you want to fuck her. That's what you really w hope that this, that this night leads to. You're going to take her out of that environment. You want her to go to your crib. You want her to dance for you in private. In private, because you're hoping that the rules go out the window. You want to be where nobody can see you. If the strip club had, like, let's say, for example, a no-touch policy, you want to touch. If the strip club, let's say, has a policy where you have to wear, um, I don't know, like I, here in Orlando, you have to wear pasties and a thong, and the thong has to be a certain width or whatever. You hope that maybe she's dancing for you completely naked, and you're also hoping that there's contact. Because she's leaving the strip club, in addition to that, you know that you're paying her more money to do those things. And at the end of the day, as a man, you know that that shit's going to get your dick hard. That's why you're at the strip club to begin with. And hopefully, if the bitch likes you enough, she might let you hit. That's what you're asking for when you ask a stripper to leave the fucking strip club. You no longer are bound by the rules of that establishment. You can do pretty much whatever you're both comfortable doing. Now, with that said, I know you don't expect to end up getting robbed at the end of the night. I also know that you don't expect to end up getting drugged. But is it really that bad? Considering the fact that the whole reason why you asked her to leave is because you wanted to fuck her. You wanted to fuck her. That was really the whole fucking point. You're taking her out of the strip club. You're giving her more money. You want her to do all these things because you want to fuck. As a stripper, you're supposed to make sure that that nigga leaves the strip club with his pockets on bunny ears. Empty. Empty. You want to make sure that that nigga done hit the ATM and emptied out his whole fucking life savings on your ass before he leaves the strip club. That's the goal. You think we're fucking dancing to make $10 an hour at the end of the night? Like, no, nigga. The whole purpose is to make sure that whatever that nigga got, you got it. It's not his shit no more. It's not his money no more. That's your fucking bread now. Shit happens in the hood every fucking day. Niggas get robbed. Are you fucking crazy? I got fucking robbed for $2,000. Like, it happens. It happens. So, I don't understand what the big deal... That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that it's not wrong. I'm just not understanding, like, what the fuck is the big deal? Like, this shit happens literally in the fucking hood every single day. I don't see where she did anything out of the ordinary. Like, maybe she would have stabbed him on her way out. Like, that would have been... Actually, I'd be like, chill. You already, like, drugged the nigga and you, like, robbed him and shit. But, like... Okay, like, next. I don't... I don't... I personally don't see the big deal. Now, the problem is that we're in the fucking whole Me Too movement where I just personally feel like people don't want to take responsibility for what they do 
it's way easier for them to play fucking victim and blame somebody else for their actions. So somebody came out, this fucking goofball. His name is Kevin Smith. And I don't know if this is like, I don't know, maybe they gave him a fake name or whatever. Hopefully his fucking comments are flamed up right now. But basically, now somebody has came forward. His name is Kevin Smith. And he says that what happened that night with Cardi, he invited her back to his room because he was quote unquote feeling her and then went to the bathroom. He inferred that he not only remembered her twerking on him and loud music after returning from the bathroom that night and that the next morning he found the used condom on the floor and that his personal items were missing. Salute Cardi. Um, he says, I was in New York about five years ago. It's ironic, too, that he uses five years ago, like precisely right on the line of the statute of limitations, but I'll move on. Um, he was training, and his trainer suggested that they go to a strip club. Now, he says, normally I would have turned them down, but this time I decided to go. So, boom. Anybody? Yo, time out. Pause. Anytime somebody says, yo, boom, I don't trust them. I'm sorry. Like, it, it may just be a Brooklyn thing, but I'm saying, like, anytime somebody be like, all right, so boom, lies is coming. Like, a ton of them at that, bro. Like, I don't believe them. But, again, we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. This is his story. I don't fucking know. I wasn't there. I'm just saying. We go to the strip club, and I meet Cardi. I'm feeling her and convinced her to come back to the room with me to have a drink. You're leaving the strip club where they have a full bar to go have a drink, but I, I'd been drinking already, so I had to piss. I slid to the bathroom. I came back and finished off my drink. Last thing I remembered was she was twerking on me, music blasting, and that was it. The next morning, I saw a used condom on the floor, and then I noticed all the cash I had, which was about $850, and my Louis Vuitton belt and my iPod touch was missing. I tried calling her several times, but I soon realized she gave me a Google voice number. I know she did it, but I couldn't prove it. So I never went back to file charges, mainly because I did not want my fiance. He didn't want his fiance to find out. And he took his L. He says, I can't lie. It was certainly traumatizing. You bitch ass nigga. It was traumatizing. And as a man, you never want to admit you were taken advantage of. No man wants to say me too. Although that's what you're saying. But according to the state of New York, Smith has still within the time frame to press charges according to the statute of limitations. And at this time, Smith says that he will decline to press charges and that he just wants to move forward with his life. My nigga. You said a mouthful. You ain't want your Can we talk about how pussy this was of you? Or am I not allowed to say that? You got robbed. You know who robbed you. And you know where they work at. You pussy as fuck for not going to get your shit the next day, son. I'm sorry. Fuck it. I fucking said it. You pussy. You pussy. I'm sorry. Like, how the fuck you know all of this 
and you don't go get your shit back. How? Then you don't want your fiance to know. Obviously, he said my fiance at the time. Obviously, that ain't last long because quite honestly, I want to know if my nigga got robbed. Fuck that, babe. We're going to go jump that bitch together. Like, what? You can't tell your fiance you just got... I mean, I, I see the technicality there, but I would still fucking tell my man, like, fuck it. Listen, nigga, I was getting ready to cheat on you, and then this shit went horribly left. And we got to go jump this bitch. Like, I would tell him. Nobody agrees with that. All right, I'll move on. Um... <laughs> Yo, I've been trying to get my brother to jump on a mic because he has so much to say earlier, but he won't do it. So I'm gonna let him live. Um, but it's like you ain't want your fiance at the time. So obviously that shit ain't last. You might as well have told her she might have been able to get you your shit back. And then you say you didn't want to be that dude to say me too. But that's what you're saying. She got me. Me too. So... Is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? Like, what, what do you really want to go down in history being known as? Could you just take in that L gracefully or do you want to be that nigga that said Cardi B robbed me? Because it, it honestly feels like you're clout chasing, sir. And like, I'm not here for it. Like, no, 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 no. Sorry, I don't, uh, I can't help you. Can't help you. Like, I don't, I can't. So that's my hot take on Cardi B. Again, not condoning this behavior. I understand it's wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying it's funny. <laughs> Shout out to Cardi B, yo. I fucking love Cardi. Like, I don't even know what to tell you, bro. Like, salute and dap Cardi B for getting this nigga. Run his pockets. Take him for all he got. All of it. Give me that fucking Apple Watch, nigga. Give me that Louis belt. Yeah. That fake ass chain, give me that shit too. We ain't done here. Give me a wallet. Give me your car keys. Give me your sneakers. That nigga's lucky that she left his room and ain't take his clothes. Yes. She left that nigga's clothes in the fucking hotel room. She might as well have taken his clothes. Take his luggage, his passport. Just useless shit. Who gives a fuck? Take it all, Cardi. Take it all. You know why? Because that nigga was a nasty fucker to begin with. That nigga wanted to fuck a stripper. He wanted to fuck a stripper, so that's what the fuck you get. Stay your ass in the fucking strip club and stay your ass in the hotel. Yo, I love this shit. This shit just turns me on. <laughs> Oh, y'all can't hear the sound effects. That's right. My bad. I'm here for it. I honestly don't see what the big deal is, quite honestly. Like, women get done dirty all the fucking time, and we're supposed to take it. And the one time that somebody does something to you niggas, y'all niggas don't know how to fucking act. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. So, yeah, that's my hot take on it. So... Right. So it has become a point of order against word, but at the time he was not so upset he wanted to take action. My question is why do we never address opportunists? Because that's what this became. Oh my he god. Was not offended at the 
This is why I told you guys we needed a mic. I'm just gonna keep. I'm. I'm just gonna keep talking. I don't know how the hell he's gonna fix this, but um, somebody brought up a very interesting point, and thank you for that. I love you and your hookah. Um, check him out at Novelty. She brought up the point that there is an opportunity now, and we're not addressing the fact that there is an opportunist. Because while Cardi was just a stripper, you would have never brought this up. Like you said, you would have taken your L gracefully. But because there is an opportunity now to get a paycheck behind it because of who she's become, now you want to come forward and you want to say, oh yeah, me too. I'm the person that she's talking about in this video where she's talking about drugging niggas and robbing them. I'm that nigga. And you're not going to sue them. You're not going to sue them because the bag that you can get from just the social media attention, from talk shows, from different sources that are going to want to interview you, they're going to far outweigh you wanting to even take this shit to court. Even if Cardi, let's say, reaches out and be like, yo, my bad, nigga, like <laughs> that was you. Um, I'm going to give you this. Let's keep quiet about it. You're going to take that bag versus taking legal action, which is ultimately what you wanted to do. Any other time, this wouldn't have been an issue. But because it's Cardi B, now all of a sudden it's an issue. And another thing that was brought up is the fact that, bro, you were like in a way you were soliciting. You were committing a fucking crime. You're not going to report a fucking crime that you were. What are you going to be like? I um, took a stripper home. I was going to pay her to fuck me and she robbed me instead. Like how the shit sound. <laughs> this is why. Fuck that shit, yo. This shit is fucking amazing. I am here for this. A lot of times, too. Um, when you go into these situations, like I was explaining to the guys earlier before we were rolling, I had this one customer. He would pay me $1,500 to dance for him outside of the strip club. I had to go to his house. I knew at 21 years old, I knew the risk I was taking. What if this nigga fucking kills me? What if I never leave his house? What if that nigga kidnaps me? I don't fucking know. That's the problem. We don't know. That is a risk that we're taking when we decide to take gigs Outside of the club, the club is there essentially to protect us from certain things. When you're asking us to fucking leave the club and do all this extra shit, that's exactly what it is. It's extra shit. And the agreement was I would go to his house, $1,500, I'd have to dance naked. He was not allowed to touch me. I never fucked him. And I had to hire security to come with me because at 21 years old, I wasn't comfortable leaving the safety of the strip club, the building, to go take a gig like that, not knowing what can happen. I was dancing to begin with because when I moved to Florida, I was a real estate agent in New Jersey. There was no money in 06 in real estate. The market had just collapsed. It wasn't even worth me going to take real estate classes and getting a real estate license and trying to sell a fucking thing in Florida. It wasn't happening. Foreclosures were at an all-time high. If anything what, be, what came later on was short sales but at the time shit was crashing left and right with the credentials I had I couldn't go get a job at McDonald's trust me I tried McDonald's wouldn't fucking hire me Taco Bell wouldn't hire me I was living in Kissimmee right off of 192 all that little strip right there by the um, what is it Bill Beck Boulevard the fucking Osceola Arena whatever the fuck is there none of no establishment would fucking hire me none I later realized that 
Orlando was big on um, hospitality, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Capital of fucking tourism. Coming from Jersey, I ain't know that shit. I know it sounds fucking retarded, but that's the truth. I ain't know that shit. So I was too good to get a job at McDonald's with my credentials. They wouldn't hire me. So that's how I ended up at a strip club. And when I went to a strip club, I didn't even want to be a stripper. That was never a thought in my mind. I went back for six weeks straight begging them to hire me as a bartender. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go bartend. I'm going to work off of tips. That's how I'm going to get my money. They would not hire me. He was like, you're too pretty. And this is not my words. This is the manager's words. You're too pretty to be a bartender. I need you to be a dancer. I need dancers. Try it. I wouldn't do it. I went back every week for six weeks until finally he convinced me to do it. My funds were running low. I'm a single mom at this point of two babies who need diapers, wipes, not formula, but they need clothes and everything else. You fucking name it. Kids are expensive. Fuck them kids. Um, I ain't have the luxury of just saying I'm not going to work. I am separated from my husband at the time. We're going through a separation, soon to be divorced. He wasn't financially helping me out with shit because what he wanted was for me to go back to Jersey and be with him and work it out. I ain't want to do that. So I say all of that to say like, bro, the strip club game is a crazy fucking game, bro. Like everybody wants to now point the finger, but at the end of the day, there's people that are going in there with those intentions. Let me see who I can take advantage of. Let me see who's, who's dumb enough to just take $100 and leave the club because they haven't made money that night and they're fucking desperate for money. Like let's not fucking act like this is all on Cardi. Like it's not, it's not all on her. There's so many other different fucking elements to this. How do you know if she left and agreed to do certain things and then that nigga rammed his dick up her ass or some shit and she's like, fuck that nigga, that's gonna cost you an extra six, $700. You just fucked me up the ass. How dare he? How fucking dare he? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just personally think that it's crazy for somebody to like bring this shit up so many years later. It's, it's foul, yo. They're trying to do my girl Cardi dirty and I'm not here for it. Belkalis Almanzar, we share the same last name. Well, not anymore, but I got your back. I got your back, sis. My fucking battery on my iPad is dying. This is horrible. <laughs> but I got your back, sis. I got you. To wrap things up here, I know this is going to be a short episode, but it's all good. Trust me, I got some heat coming for you guys. To wrap this up, Welcome to the Posh Sessions. I want you guys to tune in. I'm going to be dropping some shit for you guys. I'm going to be having some guests for you guys. I'm going to be doing um, special events for you guys. Be on the lookout for that. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, I might fuck around and get flamed for this. I'm not sure yet how you guys might be, might be reacting to this. But if you have something to say about it, just email me. The Posh Sessions Podcast at gmail.com. If you go to the website, www.theposhsessions.com, it's actually on the website, both my email, all my social media. Um, so don't forget to follow me on that. And um, yeah, we're going to wrap this shit the fuck up. Till next time, 